You are listening to the Struggling Beautifully podcast. Don't forget, whatever stage of life you're walking through or sometimes stumbling, it's important to look above and anchor yourself to the one who controls it all. The best part of life is finding your people, people who walk with you through the fire. That's what we're here for. Daily inspiration, burning questions answered, and how to always look above. I'm Brooke. And I'm Peyton. And we are Struggling Beautifully. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Struggling Beautifully podcast. It's Peyton and Brooke again. Um, I don't know who else it'd be. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So today, it was kind of like my turn to kind of share what kind of stuck out to me. So it was in Hebrews 4. It was actually like I was having a hard day and it was the verse of the day and it really spoke to my situation, but it's Hebrews 4.16 and it says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And that was like really impactful to me because I kind of just, I struggle with this almost, I guess, part of just like the way I act, but feeling like I need to perform for God's love or perform for people to like me, um, and love me. And then whenever I sin continuously, um, or like it's stuck in the same sin pattern over and over and over and over again, I'm just like, I'm locked down and I feel like there's no way that God can love me. And I literally, I was telling that to myself, I was like, how can God love me? And I continue to like sin and get angry and be covetous of other people and their relationships. Like how can God still love me? And I continuously do the same sin patterns that I can obviously choose not to do. And I was just like sitting there, I was just breaking down. I couldn't get over it. And, um, then this came up and, um, it's, it just shows God's heart for us that we can go to him in confidence, knowing that we can receive mercy and grace. And the thing about mercy and grace is mercy It's kind of like not getting what you deserve. So like not getting punished for doing something wrong, but grace is not being punished as well as being given something as in salvation. And so to see God's love for us in that way is so out of like our nature that like, this is so beautiful because who else who has been wronged over and over and over and over again will give you what you don't deserve and forgive you just simply because they love you. And that's kind of just what stuck out to me today. And this week is this specific verse. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because just like last time, we kind of had similar thoughts about the verse that we talked about, but we also had different ideas at the same time, just because of life experiences and stuff. And so when I was looking at this verse, when you sent it to me earlier this week, I wanted to get a little bit more context of what was going on. Um, And the verse before it was actually talking about how Jesus faced this, the temptations of sin and he understands us to a point that's so intimate because he literally walked in our shoes. Um, obviously it was in a, in different, way different times, but he was tempted by all of these sins that we're tempted by. And he's the only person ever that never fell into that temptation. And so he has the right to give us the grace. And I know you already talked about grace a little bit, but I 
I actually saw, I saw um, when I was researching and looking up different things, I got the um, little sentence of grace's undeserved favor and loving regard of God to man considered weak, sinful, and unworthy. Like, and I was like, Ooh, wow, I am sinful. I'm unworthy. And therefore I am totally undeserved of favor of grace by God. And um, then going into the, the verse that you sent me today, it was a verse that honestly just rejo- put re- like, I was feeling so rejoiceful in the moment when I was reading it because the throne of grace that it talks about is the eternal seat of the sovereign Lord. Like it is, and we, because that the veil was ripped in half at, in half at the temple, we, that, and that obviously that veil separated man and God from being, you know, from that intimate relationship. That's what the separation was. That was ripped in half. And then we now have the ability to come to him whenever, under any circumstances, whether we're dirty or clean or whether we are having pure thoughts or impure thoughts, we can go to him and get this grace. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because the verse, I feel like in this verse, we're encouraged to come with confidence. Like we are encouraged to come with confidence to him. And when I hear that, that means that I'm encouraged to come to my God, to my Jesus. To my, I'm encouraged to come to him in a sense of, it doesn't matter. Like I can come to you in prayer all the time. And I feel like right now in my life, prayer is huge because sometimes I feel like I'm lacking in my prayer life. Or if I'm praying, it's this, it's just the same thing over and over and over. Um, And I'm, I've, I know I've talked about this book before, but I'm again reading sometimes he whispers, sometimes he roars just because it brings such an awareness of your prayer life. Um, and I think that this verse really made me see that I've got to go to him confidently in prayer. I just have to. I, I can't be scared or meek or any of these things because public service announcement here. He is not a distant God. Yeah. He is literally walking with you, leading the way and holding your hand through all of life's journeys that you're going through. And we just got to talk to him more. And I think that if we talk to him more, even though he knows all of our needs and wants, just having that intimate relationship with him. I mean, it shows us in this verse, whenever it says, um, let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence that shows you right there that he's wanting an intimate relationship with you. He wants you to come to his throne and talk to him and have an intimate relationship with him. And I think that that's huge because I think that prayer life is such a hard thing to grasp. And I think that whenever you do grasp that prayer life mentality and just really having that intimate relationship with, you know, Jesus, then it's your life you see, you see life differently. You see things happen and you're not just like, Oh, that was, that was that, that you're like, yeah, I see you, God. I hear you, God. I know that this was you. And it just gives you a totally different outlook. So this verse really encouraged me to come confidently to him and pray and talk to him about my wants and my needs and pray for the world, pray for family, pray for everything because 
ultimately that's what we need is that relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just also think it's crazy. Like adding on to that, that like, we do have a God that like is literally like, if you ever think of like a volleyball coach, like they're always telling you to run, but they're never doing it with you. But like, he's there through it all. He's running the race with you. He ran the race and he's sitting there and he's like suffering with you at like the very lowest that you could go. And just like, his heart for us. It's like, he's not mad at us. And I think like, we just don't, we don't understand that. And this kind of reminded me of another, another verse I'm reading that actually screenshotted. It doesn't say the chapter, but it says the verse. And I know it's in Galatians. I think it's like five, like six through eight, but, um, it's, it was saying for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith, working, love, faith, working through love, you were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. And it's kind of like talking towards like, what is this thing that's like stopping you from like understanding God's love and obeying that truth and wanting to follow him in love? And it's in uncircumcision and circumcision is also talking about work. So basically back then in those days, like if you were circumcised, um, based on the culture, you were basically like cleaned. And if you weren't, you were, it was like, what, what's going on? But that's just how it was. And so it's another way of like, now, if you're doing good deeds versus if you don't do good deeds, it's, that basically counts for nothing because it's only through God's love that you're saved. And then in verse seven, when it says you were running well, that's also showing how God's not mad at us, you know, like he wants us to come to him in obedience and like in confidence, knowing that his heart pours more mercy over every morning. He has more mercy um, continuously. And he's saying that whatever's hindering you from obeying this truth and knowing this truth is not from me. And he's always calling us to completely like reject the sin and these lies are spoken to us. Cause I think I deal with that so much. And that's why this specific verse is so hard to comprehend for me because like how am I able to go in confidence to receive mercy and grace in my time of need? Like, he's not saying when you're doing well, but in your time of need, when you suck and you're doing terrible, like I want to take those broken pieces and I want to put them back together because that's the God that I am, that it's not based on you. And I think we like want to take the credit for our salvation. And we're like, okay, well, I've been doing pretty well. So when I don't do well, that ruins our relationship. And God's like, actually, no, I'm constant. You are going to change, but my love is continuous. And then another thing is I was also looking on um, the app store and it's kind of talking about like our, how we are and how we're wired and why this is so hard to, I think for us to grasp that I think we need to realize about society is I was looking at the top few apps and they were Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, and Tinder. And so I'm going to ask you, Brooke, what does that make you think about society? Like if those are our top apps. Scared. Really, yes. really scared. Yeah. Like, honestly, I like Lily's going to live under a rock. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> we retired. It, it shows you the selfish. I think it, it really shows you the selfish in intentions of our hearts because it's always wanting to either want to know everything that's going on or be liked. And I think that's a big thing that I see in society today is just, oh, everybody wants to be liked. And honestly, I don't care if I'm like, you have to like me. Yeah. And, but if I have favor from my God, then 
that's my goal. That's what I'm supposed to do. Obviously, I'm not going to run around and be rude and hateful to everybody because that's not how Jesus was either. But if you don't like me for what who I am through Christ, then that's not that's not on me at all. Yeah. And I think that whenever you were talking about a couple of things, I was it was all little things were like ringing in my head because I had written ringing. down some things ringing. Um, and one of the things that you were talking about was how in that other verse, how he's walking, he's like walked in the steps that you've walked in. You were kind of talking about that a little bit running. You were saying like running the path or yeah. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I wrote down because in Hebrews 4, 15, right before the past or the verse we talked about today, whenever it was talking about Jesus and his temptation, I was like, you know, that just goes to show me that I've really got to try to resist those temptations. And I know it's so funny when I was your age, Peyton, I thought tem- the temptations that I faced when I faced Oh my Lord. Faced. Faced. Mm-hmm. faced when I was your age were so different than my temptations now or, or my, even my sins now, because it just, I guess, different places in my life. Like my biggest, my biggest sin right now that I'm praying through and working to overcome is jealousy. And that is something that I have struggled with. And I I don't know. I mean, that's another story for another day, but Mm -hmm. it's just so interesting to see how all the temptations that you face change throughout life. Mm -hmm. And um, another thing I've struggled with is not trusting, trusting the Lord because it's just small things like with Lily and with, you know, life that I don't trust. But I think again, it it all ties back to the idea that you were talking about is that grace is through faith and not through works. Mm -hmm. And we don't, we can't do, I can be a great person and I can give money to the needy and I can feed the hungry and I can do all these things that we as Christians are still called to do. We're called to take care of the people in need. That's what we're supposed to do. But that's not what's getting me into heaven. Yeah. Those things I'm called to do, yes, I'm I'm supposed to do that. But that is not going to get me to heaven. I have to have a relationship with the Lord to get to heaven. And I think that that's sometimes where we fall short is we don't really, we think, oh, well, I'm a good person. I've done all these good things. How am I going, like, how's the Lord going to judge me? Well, you never had a relationship with him. That's the difference. Like, and I'll never forget one of my true dearest friends sat with me one day and she said, I'm how do you feel about um, heaven and hell? And that was a whole conversation. And then she said, well, how am I going to go to hell? I'm a good person. Just because I don't know Jesus doesn't mean that I'm not a good person. So to whose standard like, is good? All right, girl, let me get my Bible. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is why I just made a law yes. that we couldn't keep. So, yeah. so um, which we can obviously talk about that in another day, another time. But I think the biggest thing that I've gathered from this verse was just to be confident in your, in the intimate relationship the ability to go to the throne of grace, no matter what is, no matter what's on your heart, no matter if it's good, bad, indifferent, anything, yeah. we should go confidently with that to 
Christ and talk to him and he will heal us in his sovereign time or he will provide for us what we are longing for in his time. Or if he doesn't, well, then that's not his plan for your life. And so I think that the biggest thing that I gathered was just to go to him confidently and trust in what he what he does, what he works in your life. Yeah. I just think we really just need to take our eyes off of ourselves because like this is the difference between living by faith and living by the law because we naturally like this is why we need the Holy Spirit is we start going back to the law and because we want to contribute just a little bit and like that's just not we can't get there by ourselves. So we need to stop. Like, yes, you want your life to produce fruit and to do good works because you love God, not because you want to be better. I mean, yeah, because you want to be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously your love for God and understanding how great his love is for you makes you want to be better. It makes me want to be better because the type of love he has for me, no one else can have for me. No one else will love me when I'm rejecting them. And so of course that causes you to naturally want to do more, but it's because we have this mindset of working for love. And that's why Tinder and Snapchat and Instagram, all these top things, because we are trying to work on social media to get people's acceptance. You know, I find myself trying to work into my friend group. I'm a new person. I'm, I'm trying to like, be good enough to be liked rather than just sometimes being myself. I mean, I am myself, but like I can find myself like maybe talking a little differently or, or not saying certain things because I want to be liked or like deleting a post because you don't think it's good enough. It's not doing well enough or trying to make your Tinder profile perfect so that someone sees it and says, Oh, that girl's different. Like that's our mindset is like, we need to shape ourselves to be good enough. But this verse is saying, no, I want you to come to me in the time of need so that I can give you grace and give you mercy. So I just think we need to like, forget about our, not forget, but yeah, forget about ourselves and, yeah. and dive into this truth because God's love in his heart for you is like, wait on the Lord. And yeah, always. Yep. Have confidence. So come in confidence. Amen. That was good. That was good. It was like, it was kind of like, I feel like that was a broad subject, but I think it needed to be talked about today. Yeah, I um, too. And I would have never pulled some of those, some of these thoughts that we've talked about into this verse, which just goes to show you that the Lord's word is alive and yeah, working through, through us. everything. Yeah. Spoke through my yeah. circumstance, spoke through Brooks right life through like different <laughs> verses and even like current day things like, it's just crazy to see how God's moving. It's just insane. Super cool. All right. Well, we'll catch well, you guys. Have next a good time. week. <laughs> yeah, we'll be together next time, actually. All right, guys. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Struggling Beautifully podcast. We're so glad to have you join us on this journey. Don't forget to follow our Instagram and our TikTok at Struggling Beautifully Pod so you can see when we upload new episodes every Monday, as well as be filled with daily encouragement and scripture. You can also leave questions in our DMs, as well as in a form linked in our Instagram bio. Thank you again, your host, Peyton and Brooke.